gun Ramos looking like he's got one more good run Sips a little shaky But his heart is still true Oh how that dog loves hunting with me and you Sporting dog adventures run Hey, this is Jeff Fuller of Soggy Acres Retrievers and Sporting Dog Adventures TV. We have had a great run showing our love for dogs with our show, our podcast, our social media, and all that is based on Soggy Acres Retrievers. We proudly bring this podcast to you by Soggy Acres Retrievers and ask you if you are looking for training, boarding, or a yellow, black, or chocolate Labrador Retriever puppies, please check out SoggyAcres.com. Remember, everyone deserves a Soggy Dog. Hey, welcome to the Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Fuller. I am talking to you today from the sunny 70-degree temperature part of southern Wisconsin. Now, it is warm, and we are looking at Duck Eve. We are coming up on the weekend of our opening weekend for waterfowl. I couldn't be more excited, but what an odd year it is going to be. There are the growth of different things birds would eat have exploded in Wisconsin. From smartweed to rice to different seeds that the birds would eat, the stuff is everywhere. And that is because the water is low. Now... Also, the water is low, so there are a lot of areas that are dry and a lot of areas that I normally would hunt that just have zero water. I have one spot I went back to and walked in. Actually, I drove in and then walked out to where it's normally, oh, I would say thigh deep in water and mud, and I could stand there. It wasn't even muddy. It was just dry ground you could stand on. It's going to make for a fun year for deer hunting because when you own a marsh, when you have high water, it's not as good for deer hunting. And this year will probably be that spectacular special deer uh, deer year because of the fact that the animals have great cover and can go into those areas and hide and they're almost inaccessible. But it is going to be an odd year for waterfowl. We have two different areas that we're going to try opening weekend. One I know has ample water and should be similar to last year, albeit when we went up for for teal season this year, we didn't do good. (laughs) We didn't see many birds. So that that could be uh, foretelling for the the season to come. And the other area, the normal spots that I sat are just tall weeds. So I have to adjust and move and it's going to have just not much water to, to hunt. But if the birds are there, in theory, they'll be far more predictable and they'll they'll be in range because they don't have any options. So it, it's going to be interesting. I know a lot of people are struggling as they look for places to hunt, finding water if they hunt water. I'm sure the guys that hunt fields will be fine. Uh, but I kind of wonder, will there be less birds in the area that I normally hunt this year because of the fact that there is more water in northern Wisconsin and you can always go to the Mississippi River Will that change the pattern of the birds this year as opposed to years in the past? 
Obviously, a big rainstorm can bring water up and give you lots of water and lots of options, especially for migratory birds as they're coming through. Again, with how dry everything has been in the southern half of Wisconsin, there is lots of food. I have not seen a production of grass seed, rice, smartweed, and different things like I've seen this year. So there is going to be a lot of food, but again, from what I've noticed, ducks normally don't go into a marsh and walk around and eat like chickens on feed. They like to be in those puddles and they like to eat the seeds off the water. So it, it will be interesting. Regardless, nothing is better than an opening weekend. I'm really excited. I can't wait to get out. I'm going to have at least one of my boys up, probably both boys, uh, a couple of good friends, and we will pound the opener and we will hopefully... Hopefully get some birds, but regardless, that again, I know I often talk about it. The nice part about not filming a television program anymore, uh, as we did with Sporting Dog Adventures for nine years, is it really takes hunting and makes it fun as opposed to a job. There's so much pressure to get birds in and to get birds on the water so you have them filmed that it just it makes it when when you have a volley where everyone has where the, the big group of birds come in and you flock shoot and no one gets a bird. It makes that funny and fun as opposed to, oh my God, what if that was our only volley that could have taken up a whole segment of the TV show that we just missed. So makes things fun, makes things fun to look forward to. And again, it's, it's going to be a learning year for me. I did start uh, at our duck camp and our deer camp I started a journal, and that is going to have the different uh, hunts that we have year by year. And I'm going to put in the conditions, the winds, the temperature, and just have that so we can always look back on it 20, 30 years from now. I started in teal season. I didn't start until the end of teal season, so I just put a synopsis of what teal season was like. But I'm planning on at least the weekends that were up there, and we have a good group of guys to chronicle what we saw and have that. We're also uh, going to get photo albums and have our photo albums every year so that we can watch that and kind of, I don't know, just give hunting camp a little more nostalgia so you can look back and you can say, you know, what was this year like? What was that year like? Is this a similar year to what we had in 2021 when it's 2031? And kind of, I guess, see if there's any correlation between conditions, temperature, wind directions, year after year as, as we look forward. It'll, it'll definitely be interesting, but I am looking forward to it. I think we'll have a solid season. Um, last year was, was fantastic. We had a really good year. I don't foresee it being as good as last year, but who knows, but I think we'll have a, a good season. It, it appears from what I saw in Teal season that the wood duck numbers are up. Uh, there seem to be about the same amount of mallards, if not a few more. The teal numbers that I saw during teal season were, were way down. Um, so that that could be interesting as well. What is going to be, I guess, a point of interest for me personally this season, uh, we added a, a new property. And it's got a lot of rice. And I'm wondering if we'll get any other types of ducks. My duck hunting primarily at the spots I go on on my property, on the public areas that we hunt, uh, on the waterways that we go on. I generally have been seeing mallards, wood ducks, blue wing, and green wing teal. 
one or two other species mixed in, but not any really good numbers of gadwall, pintail, etc. So I'm kind of wondering if now that we have a year when the birds are going to be more consistent and patterned because there's not flooded farm fields everywhere, if that will put us in a position that we get a little more variety. Uh, I've got this goal to uh, take the different birds that we harvest on our hunts and get them mounted so that we have this really cool mount room for birds. And right now we've got phenomenal mallard shot uh, mounts, we've got wood duck mounts, and we've got some teal mounts. So hopefully this year we can add something to that. I'm even open if we get a really uh, beautiful uh, uh, merganser. I would, I would get something like that done. I just think that'll be interesting to have that so you can kind of look and go, hey, we shot all of these birds when we were on our hunts in this part of the state. So it'll be, it'll be kind of fun. But again, looking forward to getting out. I hope everyone else is. It is uh, it, it's a magical time of year. I know everyone gets frustrated uh, when you have those guys that set up right near you. Do realize it's a long season. I always look at the first couple of weekends as we'll see how it goes. We'll probably have guys sitting by us. But as the season goes on, more and more guys are hunting deer instead of ducks. So you have more opportunities. So it, it's a 60-day season. We've got a five-day split in Wisconsin. So that gives us 65 total days that it's spread out over. You're going to have fun hunts. You're going to have frustrating hunts. You're going to have hunts where you scouted it out right and sit in the right spot. You're going to have hunts where you're off by 100 or 200 yards. And you're going to have hunts where you don't see a bird. That's that's the fun of hunting. It's not shooting. You're going to have to put some time in and get to the point where, uh, where it just all works out. So, again... Good luck to everyone that is hitting the field. If your opening weekend is this weekend, stay safe, have fun, put some birds on the water, enjoy the people you're with. Uh, for the other parts of the show today, the training tips are going to be about opening weekend and keeping your standards up. And then I wanted to give a hunting tip about what I do when I know multiple people are out hunting for when I am the hunt. So we'll have all that and more coming up after this. Our great fans of the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast, we are growing at an astronomical rate, and I want to thank you all. I do ask one thing from you. Please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Please give us a thumbs up, follow us, subscribe to us on whatever other platforms you're on. And the most important thing I can ask, share our podcast with your friends so that we can grow our love for the dogs and dogs in the field and make it so that people are more involved in our sport. Again, thank you so much for being listeners. Take care. Jeff Fuller from Sporting Dog Adventures and Soggy Acres Retrievers. In our house, my wife hates having the plastic kennels and wire crates. We need them for the dogs because we have times when they need to be put somewhere. But she cannot stand the look. So we talked to DCT Kennels. And we now have a new partnership with them for a product that is a crate, but also a piece of furniture. If you want something that is practical, as well as great looking, check out DCT Kennels. Welcome back to the show. Now is our training tip, which if you haven't listened to our show in the past, and we've got a lot of new listeners, we do a main topic, we do a training tip and a hunting tip. So today's training tip is keeping your standards when you have your dogs out in the field. 
I don't care if it's a young dog or older dog. If your standard is the dog has to come in and finish to hand, make sure you're doing that. I do get that when you're out hunting, whether it's upland or waterfall, you constantly have people that are pushing you because there's birds in the area. Hurry up. Just pick it up yourself. Don't worry about that. When it comes down to it, always realize if your standard is what the dog is dictating, the dog is now training you and the dog will give you that level every time. With that said, if you are letting the dog drop it and it's five feet in front of you and you're going over and picking it up, that's where the dog's going to put it there every time. So my suggestion is have a talk with your crew that you're hunting with before you hit the field and just say, hey, just so you know, I'm going to make my dog finish retrieves. I got to make sure I'm keeping my standards up. And if that's a problem, we shouldn't hunt together. Or be more blunt like me and just say, shut up and find your own place to hunt and find your own dog to hunt over. That's me. But try to make sure that you have it sorted out ahead of time so that people are not upset when you're doing the right thing by your dog. When you're in the field, you're a teammate with your dog. You're working with your dog. You're going to have success with your dog. You're going to have failures with your dog, but you're going to work as a team. Part of that is having those standards that you are going to have for your dog so that you are putting them in a position to succeed and fully finish everything just like you do during training. So that would be our training tip for today. Please understand that, again, if you allow a dog to short you on a retrieve or to break or to be vocal, if you allow it once, it's going to perpetuate and get worse. So fix it at the front end so that you can have fun with your dog in the field. Many guys won't understand that, but they're also the guys that either don't own dogs or have dogs they can't take out hunting because the dog's so out of control because they've allowed them to get to that point. So be safe, be successful, work with your dog as a teammate, have a great waterfowl opener when yours comes up for your state. Again, ours is this weekend. I can't wait to get out there. Next up, we're going to have our hunting tip, which is going to talk about my tip for when to pull up stakes on your busy weekend if you have other hunters near you. We'll have all that and more coming up after this. Jeff Fuller again from Soggy Acres Retrievers and Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. When you look at hunting, you need to have yourself prepared. Our good friends at Mac Outdoors have reloading supplies as well as great clay target machines to get you prepared so you have more success in the field. Don't get that dirty look from your dog. Check out Mac Outdoors. Hey, this is Jeff Fuller from Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. I want you to know that we buy all of our trucks at Boucher Automotive. We go to Janesville. They've got a great selection, great staff. If you're looking for a new truck or car, check out our friends at Boucher Automotive in Janesville. Welcome back to the show. Now is our hunting tip, and I wanted to talk to everyone about when you should pull your decoys and call it a day. We have in the past talked about when to set up, when to get out there, and when to be ready. And I thought, why not talk about what I personally do, and that is when I pull my decoys and call it good good as, as good can be. So with that said, I like to wait until at least 9.30 toward 10 o'clock, if not a little later, because I like it when everyone else is picking their stuff up because then you see birds. 
you get that push, whether it's a couple of miles away on a lake or a river system or private ponds. When guys are going out to pick stuff up, those birds that are still in that area will leave. They've been shot at. They're going to freak out. Many of them will completely relocate to a different area, and that might be right where you're sitting. I like to sit there. I like to give it time. I like to, if you're at a marsh, listen to the vehicles leaving and know that it's the time to stay. If you are on a lake or a river system, you can hear the boats taking off or the four-wheelers taking off as, as people are pulling up stakes. But you will get that last final push of birds when people are heading out. And it can really, it, it can make your hunt that much more fun. It is something I've used on waterfowl as well as deer. Uh, I always had a rule of deer hunting and still do that if you're going to meet for lunch, you always meet at about 1030 and you're back on standby 11 or you meet at 1.30 back on standby 2. And my thought on that was always that people would walk out to their vehicles on lunch or go meet someone for lunch. They're going to push deer. They're going to move deer. I shot in northern Wisconsin on big public land where it was very common for people to walk out. I shot over half my bucks between 11 and 1 o'clock. And I always called them my lunchtime bucks or my packer bucks because people would be going out to watch the game or they'd be going out to have lunch. And they would bump the deer around. And if you're sitting still, the deer come right to you, hopefully, in theory. The same is, is true about waterfall hunting. If you are sitting there and you're not moving, when everyone else in the world is calling it quits and they're moving around, those birds are going to be circling. They're going to see the other guys moving around. And eventually they're going to go to an area that appears to be calm without much movement, which can be you and your decoy spread. So that would be my hunting tip for you today. Give it a little bit of extra time, hold out until that other guy leaves, get a couple of extra birds, and, and you know what? You're sitting there with your friends, you're enjoying the hunt, take something along to eat, just enjoy the day. We wait for these days for so much of the year, take some extra time, get a couple of extra birds, see a few extra birds in the air. So I hope that helps you on your opening weekend and on your busy times uh, during hunting. That is it for our show today. Now, we've had a huge exponential increase in listenership. So please, share our show with your friends. Share it on social media. Give us a five-star rating on whatever platforms you're on. If you're on uh, Apple, five-star rating, please. Spotify, Anchor. If you'd like to support the show, obviously, we're not making a ton of money doing a show. You can always go to Anchor Support. Uh, which is on our uh, platform that we're hosted on, and you can donate even a dollar a uh, dollar a month. Show us some support. Give us a good rating. Whatever you can to help. Help spread our love for dogs so we can get more people involved into the sport that I am so passionate about. Thank you so much for listening. Everyone have a safe opening weekend. If your opening weekend is like ours coming up, and... Get out there and enjoy your dog. Be a great teammate. Have fun with the people you're with. Thank you again for listening, and God bless. Sporting dog adventures, run, boy, run. Everything you need is here under the sun.